Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the Profitable Architect Online Weekly Podcast. My name is Sarah Colata and I'm an architect and a digital transformation specialist. I am fed up with the fact that architects globally are undervalued, underappreciated and struggle to make enough for their living. This community is for students, young practitioners, academics, firm owners and senior architects who are looking to raise their value by leveraging the tools of digital transformation. In this episode, I will talk about how your customer's problem is your key to an ultimate conversation. Last week, we took a deep dive into an ideal customer profile so that we can better understand who is that that we are actually talking to. I often like to compare this situation to a conversation. When you are engaged in a conversation with someone, another party, you adapt your tone of voice and a way of communicating with the person you talk to. If you were interacting with a five-year-old, you wouldn't use corporate language and act professionally. You would likely put on a different tone of voice and make silly faces. We change our method of communication depending on who we actually interact with. When we start a business, we often think of ourselves and the product that we provide. In the case of architects, oftentimes it will be the buildings we build or the ones that we actually want to build as we apply for tenders and competitions. So what that really feels like is rather a monologue. You probably think of monologues as much as I do. They resonate with no one. I think one of the easiest way to lose people is to just have a monologue and not let them express themselves. You can make your speech sound conversational if you're communicating in a personal and relatable manner. Hence the most successful presentations are exactly those, the ones that are personal and relatable. So how do you actually make things relatable? The number one most important thing is to speak the language of your audience. Are you guilty of often using architectural words when talking to potential clients? Sustainability, volume, cohesion, intersection, scale, all of those are meaningless. Some of them are overused and they don't mean the same to everyone, whilst others are very context specific and used only by a certain group of people. A group that might be familiar to you and me, such as architects, but not so familiar to your audience. Hence, your audience will find it harder to resonate with these words and that kind of vocabulary. When you come out here and speak to them about your works using this jargon, they lose you and you have to be aware that using certain words might trigger a misunderstanding in them, which you would rather avoid. I was on a call with an architect yesterday. She has a practice in Southeast Asia. We talked about her practice and some of the most pressing obstacles which she faces. She shared with me that some of the clients she speaks to have doubted her ability to design projects out of the current range of the portfolio. She wanted to diversify into new construction fields, but was finding it hard to convince the clients to give her a chance at the type of projects that she hasn't worked on before. I asked about her unique flavor, her expertise. Looking at countless stories of young architects who achieved success, they lead by their design methodology, but they are approaches to design processes. Hence, it is easier for them to diversify into other sectors of architecture because they are not hired as an expert in residential when tendering for an airport building. They get hired because of their design approach to design and architecture all in all. So I asked her, what is your flavor, your expertise? 
She didn't have to think long. She said, I advocate for sustainable design. I am always mindful of material selection, energy efficiency and green building practices. So I asked, do you communicate that with your customers? And she said, I try to avoid the word sustainability because whenever I use it, my customers think that the design solutions will be unaffordable and I find it harder to land those projects after mentioning that word. This right there was a really valid observation and it showed that she had a really good understanding of her client, the status quo of where the splendor of sustainable approaches has gotten our industry. Truth is that sustainability no longer means all good things. We're exposed to sustainable malpractices in every sector of our life on a daily basis. We are aware of sustainable approaches that are expensive, like some solar panel solutions, material selections, or even electric cars like Tesla. So what sustainability means to you and me might be two different things. In her case, this was exactly the problem. She was aware of this, but the fear of being misunderstood has pushed her to avoid mentioning that altogether. What this leads to is having to manage a conversation with the potential client on the premise of your current portfolio and experience. They look at pictures of your buildings and they look at what sort of buildings they are. If those projects don't resemble what they need, they lack the confidence to give you a go and a type of project that you have never worked on. And surely from their perspective, it is justified. So what happens here is that you are being seen as a commodity, which unfortunately is the number one most dangerous place to be in as architects. You want to lead with your uniqueness. You want to hold a place of an advantage every single time you get into a conversation with your client. You want to know that what you're selling is your unique approach, your value and your unique way of problem solving, rather than your ability to draw and build a project. Drawing and building can be outsourced, even by you, but your unique way of thinking can never be replaced. So on the one hand, we have you and your unique approach. On the other hand, we have them, our clients, and they will only buy you if they believe that you can solve their problem. Because in the first place, they're shopping for a solution as they cannot combat the task on their own. So what do you do? You learn about them, learn about their problem, understand them and exactly what is it that they need solving. Understanding their problem is your key to success. In the conversation with them, you have to find a way to create relevance between their problem and your unique problem-solving approach. That's where it's at. And the more you get to understand them, the more you will be able to change your story and your verbiage to align with exactly what they want to hear. You also have to understand their journey. Where does their journey of looking for an architect begin? What are their usual steps that they will take as they move on to look for an architect? How can you interrupt that pattern of behavior and grab their attention just at the right time to interest them in what you have to say? Now, this attention-grabbing thing is the most important thing you got to understand. It's all about your way of positioning yourself at the right time in front of the right customer with the right, well-selected, approachable, thought-through voice. And now how do you do that correctly is where the magic lies. And this directly is what I personally am really passionate about because the way I see it, is that it is a game both of quality and quantity. 
Quality because you want to say the right thing, be understood in the right way, be seen as a go-to solution by them, and also manage this communication in the highest quality with the best result. You also usually reach out to high-profile people and you want to manage the whole relationship in a very personal manner, which is understandable. That's how we work as architects. However, despite all of that, the business in realities and numbers, you have to understand that everything in business is a mathematical equation. There are percentages that can be applied to each step in your client acquisition pipeline. And that pipeline starts somewhere. And that first step is about how you meet them and how you begin the relationship with your customer. Where are they on their journey? Well, potentially in a place where they actually are looking for an architect. They are looking for someone to help them with their design project. And you want to not only be there when they are looking, but also be prepared for the conversation and win that conversation. The chances of it being you in the right time, in the right place, decrease with the amount of factors that come in play. Maybe they have an architect who's a part of their family or friendship group that they would prioritize over you. Maybe they already have looked somewhere else or they have their own idea of hiring. So why would they choose you? And then, and even if you get a chance to talk to them, how do you lead the communication, the conversation with them such that you will convince them that you are the right person to go for? Because after all, your success is measured only by them saying yes to you. So you might have a number of those conversations that will lead to no, and you just have to pick yourself up and keep trying, keep going back to the beginning of a pipeline and trying this process again until you close a customer and begin to work with them. That is the name of the game. So can you see how every single step matters? And with every single step, there is a certain number attached to the success of it. You probably will have a certain amount of chances to start conversations with people, a smaller amount of conversations that actually will work on your favor, and even a smaller percentage of people that will say yes to you. And so it goes. Your efforts and their success is measurable on every single step on that journey. So I think that it's not hard to understand that the more opportunities you have, the more chances for your client conversations and the more denials, the more chances for a yes. And this is all about quantity. So this is why both quality and quantity are extremely important and you can make them both work on your favor. The secret to landing your dream clients is nothing more than getting more clients in your pipeline. If you have more people interested in your services, more conversations, then by all means, you will have a bigger range of projects to choose from. And the variety is good in that case. It is what you need. It is the only thing at times that can take you from a desperation into a realm of choice. And choice is really a nice place to be in. It means that you can truly choose where you want to engage and with whom. It also often means that you can determine the conditions and the standard of a collaboration. So if you complain about your finances or on your client's reliability or on being paid on time, project security or current efforts towards gaining a profitable pipeline, what you need is invest in quality and quantity. I assume that you have been doing this for a while. 
you know well how to communicate with your clients with quality. So for most of you, what actually matters is where you can find the ones that could potentially be interested in working with you and get them on a call. Without digitalization, what you probably do is go to networking events, engage in local authorities, make friends with wealthy community members in your area, with governments, local institutions, and attend many parties. And that is all fun for sure, but how do you track it? I just spoke to you about the importance of numbers. How do you judge the success of a dinner party? By a number of business cards collected? By a number of new LinkedIn connections? By a lunch appointment with someone? How do you define what is the right time to follow up? How do you even remember all of this? What I've come to realize is that the honest answer to this question is by the use of tremendous mental powers. You keep yourself in check and try to remember to follow up with everyone either through WhatsApp or an email or by inviting them for lunch. You remember like this for two, maybe three weeks, maybe a month at least, and then you might stay in touch or you might not. But tell me one thing, what are the chances that the person that you met at that one party needs your dream projects built in the next two to four weeks? Um, very small? I would even dare to say very, very small. And yet this exact strategy for many of us architects is the only way that we land projects. So if you want smarter sales, you need to track your results. Not only track them, but actually open a line of communication with your potential clients, which actually can live longer than your mental memory has the power to hold on to it. You need a system that can help you track your client's acquisition strategy and also remind you every now and then to reach back to them. Ideally, you should have a situation where you can email these people every now and then just saying hello and informing them about what you've been up to. This would be a very good opportunity to remind them about yourself and share some exciting things from your life or maybe even taking this opportunity to educate them a little bit about your approach to design. You need a system which helps you gather all of these potential leads in one place, helps you communicate with them and helps you manage this high quality conversation with them ongoingly until the moment in time when they are ready to have a buying decision and make that decision with you. This system I'm talking about is what I help my clients install in their businesses. This works for solopreneurs and for practices of all sizes. In fact, the bigger you get, the more it matters to have a pipeline like this work for you. And if you're small, not having this system means that you're leaving money on the table and walking away from potential customers who just might be making a buying decision in the time when you have not been approaching them. So you just can't afford to lose those clients and those projects for yourself. Now, let me ask you a question. What if this pipeline had a potential to bring you just one high quality dream client per year? Would it be worth your effort to look into it and invest in it? Well, I'll tell you what, this pipeline can do more than that and in my opinion, it is the only way forward. Your current client acquisition strategy is obsolete and it will slowly take you to burnout land rather than a land of financial freedom. If there is anything you should be looking into today is how to bring more high quality clients and projects into your business, no matter how big or small you are. Are you ready to take action? I'm gonna cut this podcast short and sweet. Go to saracolata.com forward slash consultation and book a free call with me so I can tell you exactly how you can bring these changes into your practice. Let's talk this week.